0: back to a brief chat i'm jason crane today is the second day of october 2019 it's wednesday and although these shows as i often say they're not a narrative but adam has been on now three days in a week adam gennati my guest for today and so if you want to go back to monday you'll catch up on the the whole thing in just 20 minutes and then you can get back to right now and you'll know more about who he is and and what we're talking about although you could certainly listen to today's episode on its own Adam, it's great to have you back. Thanks so much for being here.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: In the last episode, we talked about the fact that you spend a lot of your time writing, but uh, you mentioned to me off the air that you're also working on a project in which you're curating the writing of others. Can you tell me more about that?
1: Yeah, so that's it's called Hello America, and Hello America has been kind of a thing that I've been doing for a few years. It's been It's kind of this entity that I like to change... The, the status of it every few years. It started out as a, as a compilation record that I put out with a bunch of different artists a few years ago. And it was it was the compilation name was hell America. And then it became a, re, a publishing house or a little small imprint. And I published a couple books off of that. And now, so now it's changed into a new thing and come October 5th, it's going to be a literary magazine an on online literary magazine, but they will be, um, a yearly print edition as well. It's basically focusing on the work of rural and small town authors. So it's, um, it's all people that either live in the country or live in towns smaller than uh, a 20,000 population. And it was partially started up in the fact that I, I know a lot of people who write, but most of them live in big cities and there's nothing wrong with that, but there's a lot of voices not being heard. So I'm trying to find writers, mostly fiction writers and poets from different realms. And so far I've found a lot of people and be, there's going to be a lot of stories coming out.
0: Is there any quality that marks a rural writer or is that too simplistic a thing to think?
1: There might be. I haven't I haven't seen it. I haven't noticed it yet just because this is it's kind of new to me. I don't, I don't really know a lot of people that that live rural and write a lot of people that i know that live rural are all, are you know ranchers around me and farmers and and like there's a house of white supremacists down the way they've since moved out but there's you know there's a, there's a lot of kind of bad folk around this area so i've kind of wanted to find the good ones and if they write give them give them a, a platform
0: Social media is a blessing and a curse, but one of the ways in which it's it's a blessing, I think, is it has allowed me to notice a lot of uh, writers and photographers and musicians who I otherwise wouldn't have seen because their their careers or their work or their, their base of readers are in these pretty localized communities. Uh, for example, I think a lot about Appalachian writers, and there's a bunch of really great uh, sites that... Uh, or I should say Instagram accounts that curate the work of Appalachian writers and photographers and musicians. And that for me has been really eye-opening. because even though I've lived all over the U S and have lived both rurally and in big cities, you know, I only know what I know and it's, there's so much going on. It's very easy to remain completely ignorant of, and there's a lot of incredible stuff being made that just doesn't have any budget behind it or any way to launch itself into public knowledge. And I feel like stuff like the work that you're doing is really important for that reason just because there's so much good stuff being made that doesn't have the stamp of, you know, this was made on the Lower East Side and therefore you're going to hear about it.
1: Yeah, for sure. I mean, I'm I'm not, not knocking the city or New York or any of that kind of literary establishment, but I think there's some really great people out there that need to be heard.
0: You yourself are now a, a rural writer, although, I mean, you didn't start out that way. Has it changed that you talked in the last episode about, you know, the... the fair amount of isolation and the fact that you're just kind of working on your writing because you're not hanging out a lot is the rural nature of where you live having an effect on your own writing or your own writing practice?
1: Oh yeah. I mean, on, the, on just the pragmatic level. I get a lot more work done living here than, than living in the city. I've also been out here for 10 years. So it's kind of, it's taken over me and I've taken over it. So we're, I, I, This is kind of who I am at this point. I've lived out here longer than I've lived anywhere during my adult life. But it's definitely changed the stories that I'm writing at the same time, since I tend to write from an autobiographical fiction standpoint. There's a lot more country in my stories. There's a lot more rural life. There's a lot more agriculture. I think there will continue to be, because I don't really have any plans to, to go back to the city at this point.
0: Do you think that has any effect on the people who will read what you write? Like, I know that have like having lived in the South a lot. Um, there's a lot of knee-jerk reaction against the South in the North. Knee-jerk reaction that I absolutely shared until I first moved to the South. So I'm not absenting myself from blame there. But um, I wonder, in the case of writing about more rural things, do you? Do you think people like try to pigeonhole that or does it does it come off with some kind of quality that it's easy for people to dismiss because they just can't relate to it anymore because so few of us live in rural settings?
1: I think if anything, uh, people tend to romanticize a more pastoral life, especially as as we become more of this, you know, technologically driven society. And I know even when I still lived in the city, I I loved reading Faulkner and um, Willa Cather people that lived rural because it was a different life than mine and it was a life that, that I was interested in and I think as long as you're writing from an intelligent point of view you're not going to get written off as much as a, as a yokel or as a as anything like that and especially if you're coming from a place of like I'm I am not a racist or a transphobe or a homophobe or anything like that and I feel like it that comes into my writing a lot like I don't want to come. I don't want to come off as one of those guys. They're out here. They're everywhere, and they should most definitely be written off in that respect. But I think if people really see where you're coming from, they'll see that you're not coming from that much of a different place than you know the Lower East Side. You're just you've got a different experience.
0: So it's just a few days until uh, this uh, new venture launches. How can people find it? Or, and maybe even more importantly, how can they submit to it if they're themselves rural writers?
1: Well, there's a, the website is called helloamericalit.com or it's, the, that is the, the URL. And so there's submission guidelines over there, and it's, it's, it's pretty easy to submit. You basically just send me a story. I just ask that you are not a bigot. I ask that you're not a bad person, that your stories do not reflect any evil intentions, I, I won't publish you if you're talking about anything transphobic or homophobic. I won't publish you if you're a racist. But if you are a good person and your writing's good, I will I will give you money and <laughs> publish your story. It's pretty simple.
0: <laughs> so if you meet like a basic basic bar of human decency, <laughs> you can get your story yeah. published. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, maybe a little bit above the basic <laughs> bar of human decency. Fair fair enough. Fair enough. I don't wanna I don't wanna set the sights too low. My guest is Adam Gennady, who's who's writing I just adore. I've been lucky enough to read an advanced copy of his forthcoming novel, which is called This is the End of Something, But It's Not the End of You. It comes out on Valentine's Day uh, next year, 2020, if you're listening to this in real time. But before it comes out, uh, don't despair, because there are tons of other great things that Adam has written that you can read right now. You don't have to wait at all. Uh, So seek them out online. There'll be links in the show notes, and uh, you can find out more. There's ways to listen to the stuff that Adam does does as well so i encourage you to find his work because it's it's brave and honest and uh it's some of the stuff that we need in this time adam it's been a, a real pleasure for me to talk to you uh, as is obvious i hope uh i really enjoy what you do and i'm really glad you took the time to do it Thank you very much for talking to me. You can find this show at abriefchat.com. If you want to help me keep doing what I do, you can become a member. There are uh, three levels, salt of the earth, pepper of the earth, and soy sauce of the earth. And you can choose uh, your condiment of choice and become a member. And it really does make an incredible difference. Uh, That's how I'm able to turn these things that I do into my actual vocation. Thanks very much for doing that. I love you. A better world is possible.